welcome, friend, to Godly Voice Notes, a podcast which explores how we can live holy lives as ordinary people called to live extraordinarily in Christ Jesus. May this be a sacred space of informal and rich conversation in which we fearlessly address gritty issues with sincerity, fun and practical application. I hope that together we grow, question and pray on this journey deeper into our God-given faith and that through it we are equipped to become more God-fearing, spirit-hungry and biblically grounded. Welcome to our podcast all about healing. I'm going to be in conversation today with a dear friend of mine, Michelle Angelo, who has chosen that pseudonym due to her great passion and talents in the world of art. Now, this is a friend who I met a couple of years ago at a wedding where I didn't know anyone other than the bride, and nor did she. And somehow we connected outside early on in the wedding. We chatted for a very long time I seem to remember and we're both quite disappointed when we had to go to our seats only to discover that by divine intervention the bride had put us right next to each other knowing that we'd get on very well. She's had a lot of experience uh, walking through different healings, she's learnt from people who have healing ministries, she's got some stories that I've heard and others that I haven't but I think she's just a really wise person in this area and God's really given her a gift of healing and a good understanding about it. So I'm excited to have you here on the show today, Michelle Angelo. Thank you so much for being up for being one of my first guests. Thank you for inviting me to be on your show, Anon. (laughs) Yeah, it was lovely to meet you at our friend's wedding. I thought you were like really friendly and obviously I'd gone not knowing anyone either. So it was great to realise that you also needed a friend and that we figured out we're both feeling the same way that we enjoyed each other's company and also pleased to have someone else when we didn't know everybody there. I guess both of us probably didn't know where that would go. You kind of meet someone, you think, oh, we get on so well, we both have like a deep faith in the Lord. And then I think you live about halfway between where I live and my parents. So I started dropping by when when I was driving down to see them and yeah you've become a really dear friend to me and especially in the area of faith I think you have such a love for the Lord and have taught me a lot about all kinds of different things. So yeah I thought it'd be fun to get you on the show today to talk about healing. I know it's something you're really passionate about but I'd love to hear where that started, where that came from, like when did the Lord put that on your heart, how did you how did you get interested in that? I became a Christian and I took my year out to go and serve in Hong Kong with Jackie Pillinger at her ministry and she's really big on healing as well um, they very much rely on the Lord for lots of things so I had the privilege of going to like a six-week healing seminar where they ran it with just total expectation that people would be healed and it was never sort of oh maybe like maybe God will arrive with healing. It was like, God is arriving with healing. So um, from being that, and I think when I'd gone, I'd had like a tennis injury. So I'd had like tendonitis in my thumb and just like writing for ages of my exams, et cetera, been like a bit of a struggle. And I'd like had a problem with my neck that was like connected. And I actually had both of those just healed there. Uh, The tendonitis got called out in the healing seminar um, through a word of knowledge. A few people prayed for me. 
my thumb got really hot and it got healed and then my yeah. my neck also was healed and um, I think someone just like came up to me and said something about it and then they prayed for me and that went away so I guess that sort of set me on the road for not really ever questioning whether it was a thing or did God heal it was just part of my sort of like bread and butter from the beginning of walking with the Lord so I never had time to hear anything so I guess it sounds like not only did you see a lot of healing but you also experienced it for yourself personally yes I've always found that a lot of the things that I learn about and read about there's nothing like experiencing something it doesn't matter what somebody tells you about what's happened in their life until you experience something for yourself it's not always something you can rely on but when God does something in your life it becomes so powerful and I guess as you said it's not something you question as much because it's happened to you so you take it as a part of faith yes and also I think being around a lot of the men he'd come to the ministry off the street he'd been addicted to drugs they'd also just got saved quite radically and just relied on the Lord for everything they don't always have the money to go to the dentist so you know get people praying for each other's teeth and seeing that get healed so you know Mm. um that kind of gives you the faith that later on when you have a problem with your teeth that you know if they can if they can get healed there why why can't you yeah yeah so um just for those listening who maybe don't know about Jackie Pullinger's ministry um because you actually encouraged me to read her book Chasing the Dragon and I learned absolutely loads from that it's a really incredible testimony of how she as a young woman felt called to go to Hong Kong went out there and saw people living in was it called the walled city yes where there was a lot of addiction prostitution people living in squalor and she wanted to help them and I think a bit unexpectedly she started to see miraculous healing she was helping people come off drugs with no experience in that area And it was through the power of the Holy Spirit and them speaking in tongues that actually brought them healing from the pain. I think that's, yes, correct. Is that something that you, did you see any of that kind of thing whilst you were in Hong Kong in other people's lives? Um, Yes, I did. I saw healing in the sense of some of the brothers coming off drugs. I saw them come in and then the way it works is they just have a couple of people always with them and praying for them. So when you're on duty and you're one of those people praying, you can obviously see, you know, sometimes it's a bit of a struggle if you've gone from taking drugs all the time to having none. And in that process, I'd seen brothers who were just in a lot of um, discomfort from that experience, um, us praying for them or them praying in tongues and pain going away and being able to sleep and have peace and just being healed almost overnight. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, because I work in a medical field and we see people who come in with horrible withdrawal symptoms. Um, And we do have medication to help that process. But it's amazing to hear that, you know, perhaps in places where those facilities aren't available and people are looking to the Lord for that healing, that that's coming. It's amazing. I also found that um, the interesting thing was um, when some of the brothers would come in, they didn't even know what healing was. So it's wow. not that someone had actually sat down and explained to them, FYI, God God can heal. They just sort of had cried out to him in their desperation and, and asked from their heart if he would heal them. And they wow. then got the testimony that he, he did. It's awesome to see that 
God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And one of the things I want to discuss with you is, you know, sometimes we read in the Bible about these miraculous healings occurring. And then we look around us in our own lives and we think, well, I haven't seen that. Does that still happen? Does God still work in the same way? But it sounds like the people who are coming and receiving healing in Hong Kong didn't even necessarily know what to expect, but God moved in the same way that he's always moved. Have you seen any healing like that in the UK? Yes, I have actually. I very much like to go and um, pray for people on the street. You know, if I'm about out and about in a shop or just, you know, walking around to go up and pray for someone if if I feel led or if I can see that they've got a crutch or something. And I've seen people like get their knee, their knee healed. Recently, I was able to, I played in a, a team sport and I went to a dinner there and had the opportunity to pray for a couple mm. of people's knees. And they said that, it, you know, that they could go from kind of not being able to bend their knee to sort of being able to bend it quite, quite nicely and actually not being a believer had an experience and were verbalising, oh, I'm going to go to the doctor. I really feel like it's got better I go to confirm. That's amazing to hear. Something that certainly happens in my heart and I've seen in the heart of others is sometimes we're afraid yeah. to ask God for healing because sometimes it doesn't happen and we wonder what's it going to look like if I pray in faith and I don't see the healing. Does that demonstrate that God isn't real or will it affect my faith? Am I going to lose my faith if that if that happens? I don't know if that's something that you've ever been through where you have been hoping and expecting for healing and not seen that. Yeah, I mean, there's been times where God's used a doctor in my life. So for example, last summer, I went to David's tent. So David's tent is a 72-hour non-stop worship event where people gather from all around the world across different denominations to worship. So I'd gone there and I had two things that I thought I'd just go to the healing tent to get prayed for. One of them was um, at the time I was gluten-free and I had been for a year or so. Mm -hmm. And the other was that I had had a skin problem. So I went to the healing tent and they prayed for me a very simple prayer. And I was healed from being gluten-free. The way I found out was I just tried the next morning I got offered a bacon butty and I tried it. And, you know, I just carried on with my day. And by the time I got to lunchtime, I didn't have any pain. And normally if I'd had gluten, I wouldn't, I would have felt too sick to have the next meal. So the Lord really showed me that I'd been healed from that. And going forward, I can eat as much gluten as I want. And I don't have a stomach ache anymore. But I'd also ask for prayer for the skin disease that wasn't healed whilst I was in the healing tent. I think possibly it was a harder thing for me to believe for. With the gluten, I very much had prayed about it and believed I didn't need to be gluten-free mm. because it, it hadn't been something that had been part of my life the whole time. Just come in. Yeah, new, new thing. So I kind of was like, oh, I'm not going to accept that. But yeah, with the with the skin disease, you know, actually I ended up having an operation to remove it. Um, and the Lord absolutely opened doors and used a doctor, a surgeon. But I guess I felt that the Lord had spoken to me about going down that route either way I had a choice either way I was going to hopefully get rid of it but I guess the the miracle from from that from that although I used although the Lord led me towards a surgeon the nature of the skin disease was that it can come back and actually the operation went really well and you know it didn't it didn't come back 
and that that in itself is an oxidative prayer so although god needed to use a surgeon he still worked kind of like a miracle in that yeah i really love what you've said there one of the i think one of the things that some christians end up explaining to others seems to be rely only on god and don't you know don't go to you know professional medical help or what have you and i think that's a really i think it can be a really dangerous place to be in because um god uses each of us he uses each of our giftings he uses the creations you know out in out in creation he's made so many medicines that we can use and it's been through people's creativity and research that those incredible plants have been harnessed and so on um and i very much believe that god uses um us uh, to minister to one another you know we are supposed to be the hands and the feet of god and um i do believe that healthcare providers uh really um reflect god in their healing ministries and um i guess there there can be a danger i don't know what you think about this i'd be interested to hear but i think there can be a danger of over spiritualizing things at times or or saying okay there's there's two things there's either miraculous healing by god or there's medical healing in a hospital yeah but actually um i believe that those two are very much intertwined and um there's almost a falsehood in our society that science and God are opposed. But I believe that science is God written. <laughs> it's something that he designed. It's something he orchestrated. It's the order of his creation. And actually, when we understand science more, we can minister to each other more fully. And I do, yeah, I do believe that there's been so much revelation in the area of medical science. And, you know, we can just do amazing things like the surgery you're talking about, this um yeah, I have quite a lot of experience in that field and um, I just find it incredible uh, being able to study and heal the human body through medications and therapies and surgeries. What would you say to someone who doesn't want to use a hospital because they're waiting for God to heal them? I think that's a slightly dangerous place to be in because God can very much use hospitals. And a story that I really love to um, illustrate that is there was a man who was stranded on a desert island because his boat broke in a storm and he started praying that God would save him. And suddenly on the distance, he saw a boat coming towards him. And when the boat got to the shore, it said, jump on board, we'll take you to safety. We've got food and water look after you and the man says oh no I'm not going to get on the boat I'm waiting for God to save me so the boat zooms off and out of sight and then a few minutes later a helicopter flies by in the sky and hovers over the man and says do you want us to drop down a rope and we'll save you and the man says no I don't need your help I'm waiting for God to save me anyway the man eventually dies on this desert island and he when he arrives at the golden gates he says to God why didn't you save me? I was praying with expectation and faith that you would save me. And God says, I sent you a boat and you wouldn't get on the boat. So then I sent you a helicopter to save you and you wouldn't get on the helicopter. So what more did you want me to do? And I use that example to say, I believe that God uses hospitals and doctors and nurses and medicines to heal people. And when we pray for that, 
we can expect it to happen through all different means. It doesn't have to be a miraculous healing. It can be a more practical solution. So we need to understand that God can work through all different ways, not just miracles. So, yeah, I don't know um, if you've had any experience of that or ever seen that attitude of people ignoring medical help or, or not being willing to get medical help because they're waiting for what they believe to be a purely miraculous healing. That's an interesting one. I don't think that I can say I've personally come across anyone who's like deliberately been avoiding medical help. But actually what I have found more recently, I've I've needed to seek help at a hospital. But before then, I've been quite blessed and I haven't needed to do that. I and mean, actually, when I've listened to people like missionaries and healing evangelists such as you know, Heidi Baker, they're very pro how God uses doctors too. So I, I think actually I've been very blessed in what I've heard through teaching that that's actually been something that has really been made a point of. But I think it probably took me a while to think about that before I've had like an example in my life. You know, it would never discourage someone from going to the doctor and using a doctor, but it's, I think it's good to realise that like God uses doctors and physios and surgeons too. It doesn't always have to be a miraculous miracle where something just disappeared. Yeah, and perhaps there's a tension there that it's important for us to wrestle with. Not that we'll ever have like a full answer of exactly how all of that works together in terms of the miraculous side and sort of more healthcare side. I often remember that Luke was doctor who wrote the Gospel of Luke. And that brings me encouragement knowing that that's, yeah, that's a ministry that's been in the Christian faith for a very long time. And there's a something called the Christian Medical Fellowship, which is a huge organisation of doctors and nurses and other healthcare allies who very much believe and trust in God and also very much work in the sort of more mainstream side of healing. And how do you find that as a Christian doctor, as someone who does believe in healing, do you find that that's something that's put to the side a bit because everybody understands it like medically that might be more of a challenge if you understand the nature of a disease or something it might be harder to believe that God can heal it or you might just come up against a lot of challenges in terms of other people not necessarily having that as a big part of their thinking is that something that you come across? Yeah definitely I think that's a really good question I practice medicine in the UK, which is a very secular environment. In hospitals particularly, I don't see a lot of faith. I do know quite a few Christian doctors, but we very much feel like salt scattered through the hospitals here. You know those verses about being salt and light? I think we are scattered like salt. I think there are Christian doctors who are practicing in such a way that they do invite the Lord into their ministry. I was really inspired by a consultant neonatologist, so who works with premature babies, who talked about how it's very important as a Christian doctor to learn both to examine a patient, but also pray over them as you're examining them. Because as doctors, we have the privilege of laying hands on patients um, in the same way that um, as you know, as when you get to pray for someone, you can lay your hands on. So it's inviting God to be part of your daily work. And part of that practice is praying each morning and um, allowing God to use you and, and use your hands in the day. Um, 
I think there's also aspects of bringing other types of healing than physical healing. I mean, we are trained to bring physical healing, um, but people don't think a lot about spiritual healing. And we have the great privilege in the UK of having chaplains in all hospitals. So if you are someone with a faith, you perhaps know about those cha- the chaplaincy service more and can direct people to the chaplains who can offer prayer. It's very difficult to offer prayer as a UK doctor. It's um, possible but frowned upon and you have to be extremely careful how you do that. And patients are very vulnerable and it, often it's not appropriate to do that. I think one place I've seen real integrity in Christian belief and mainstream healthcare was when I did a placement at a missionary hospital in Madagascar. And over there, because it is an overtly Christian hospital, they have the privilege of uh, every single morning, they have a sermon for all, uh, all the doctors, all the staff, all the patients who come to the hospital. So they teach them basic healthcare, about washing hands and you know toileting and all that kinds of you know hygiene. And they also teach them about the gospel. They pray before every surgery. They pray over people when they're passing away. So, yeah, I would really love to see more of that in the UK, but it is a bit of a, a bit of a difficult environment to live that out. Do you find that as a doctor who works in a UK hospital or when you've been abroad in Madagascar, when you see the extent of you know, diseases and sicknesses, does that ever make you question God's healing if he heals today and why are they all so sick? Yeah, another really good question. And I have to say, I've seen some quite extreme forms of sickness. I think sickness for me doesn't put any question about God in my mind, because I always go back to where has this come from? Why is there sickness in the world? And my understanding is that we weren't created this way. And that is the reason that we feel such injustice when we see it. It feels so unfair. And I think it isn't, it shouldn't be part of this world. That's not how God designed this world. God also feels very angry about the disease that's rife throughout this creation. Um, And none of us are immune from that. It's part of the fall. It's entered into each and every one of our bodies. And it's not just bodies. It's also our minds and our hearts. Um, In terms of God's healing, I very much believe that we are heading one day towards ultimate and full healing of not just all of humanity, but all of creation. You know, it says that creation is groaning in... um, labor pains for a day that is coming when there will be no more sickness and no more mourning and every tear will be wiped from our eyes and that's just incredible I think in the time we're in now as some people call it the now but not yet we do see healing we do see physical healing mental healing um, healings of the heart spiritual healing Um, some of that is through sort of more mainstream traditional means some of it is through living a healthy lifestyle and some of it is through miraculous healing but all of it is temporary until until the lord comes uh until jesus returns we i don't i don't think we'll see full healing until jesus returns so one thing i wanted to ask you about is whether there's any particular bible verses or bible stories that you find really encouraging or challenging about healing so the one i really like is the woman who's had hemorrhage for 12 years, reaches out and touches Jesus' cloak. And he says, turns around when he's surrounded by people saying, someone's touched me, I felt power go out of me. And all the disciples are like, what are you talking about? You're surrounded by loads of people. How would you know that? And 
Um, I like that he says to her, your faith has, has healed you, go in peace. And I also like the one where the paralytic, he's lowered down into the house by his friends on a mattress. I think that's a very interesting story about healing. Yeah, absolutely. Both those stories are very, very powerful, aren't they? And they teach us different things about healing. As you say, the first one, you know, you just think, wow, we probably don't even know the extent that that woman was ostracised in her society and how much shame she must have felt. Even today, we find it very difficult to talk about menstrual bleeding, don't we? And that's probably, we're not sure, but that's probably what she had. What I find amazing from that story is that it's not just that God healed her physically, that he actually probably brought much social healing and emotional healing and spiritual healing. You know, the fact he said, it's your faith that's made you well and go in peace. How was she feeling before? That might be the biggest thing that he healed, actually, was her sense, her lack of peace for all those years of being tired from losing blood and, you know, trying to hide it. Yeah. I like that he says I was aware that power had gone out of me. I just find that really interesting because she's touched his cloak. I don't know what that says about how much presence of the Lord he is carrying. I mean, I have no idea how to verbalise what that actually means. And also, you know, what you're saying about how he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well, go in peace. I also feel that brings no condemnation. Mm. You can be healed and you can go and ask for healing from the Lord and that's that's fine yeah I guess before we get to that part in the story if you've never heard the story before you could almost think Jesus turned around you know is he angry what must she have felt like in that moment that he suddenly turned to his disciples and said someone's taken power out of me I wonder if she felt scared you know that she had taken from Jesus because it's interesting isn't it it was her who approached Jesus yeah that is interesting and he asks twice the first time Jesus said, who is the one who touched me? And then he says it again in verse 8, someone did touch me. I was aware that power had gone out of me. He cares and he acknowledges it, which I think are probably both powerful things for her. You know, who knows what people have said about her or if they believed her or... Yeah. You brought up the story about the paralyzed man who was lowered through the roof that's a very different story. So there's some similarities about, you know, the incredible power that Jesus had to heal. But in that story, it wasn't the man who was presenting himself, but it was his friends who were lowering him through the roof. And I just think it's amazing that his friends had that much persistence. You know, sometimes I think we pray for healing in others. And if we don't see it straight away, we feel discouraged and we think, well, that didn't work. So I'm going to leave. But actually in that story, perhaps they tried to get through the crowd. Perhaps they tried to get into the house. Perhaps they tried to see Jesus on a different day, but they didn't give up. They literally climbed on someone's roof and ripped a hole in the roof and lowered that man down. Um, And I find that really powerful because it reminds me that sometimes, for one reason or another, we find it really hard to get to Jesus on our own. Perhaps we're afraid or perhaps we don't have the, the means of getting there. We don't know him. What's incredible is that we can be carried there by others. And um, I just think that's amazing. It it really makes me feel empowered to pray for healing for others. Yeah, your point there is really interesting. His friends were really persistent. They don't really believe to the extent where they went onto the reef. Um, As she says, seeing their faith. 
So it's not his faith, the man on the stretcher, it's seeing their faith, the friend's faith, like you were saying. He says, your sins have forgiven you. Yeah, that's another really powerful and challenging part of it, you know, that actually his sins were forgiven. And so often when Jesus healed, he would first say, your sins are forgiven. And people around him were astounded by the physical healing. But actually, we should be more astounded by that that line. You know, that line is effectively saying, I am God. I have the power to heal. I have the power to forgive your sins. That's incredible. Yeah. I do actually have one more that is one of my favourites. When Bartimaeus receives his sight, I love that Jesus is walking along and he says to the blind man, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. I like that Jesus just says to him, what do you want me to do for you? And he's like, this is what I want. And he gets it. Absolutely. And it says elsewhere in the word, ask and you will receive. Faith goes along with healing. And I guess a question for us is, are we ready? Are we ready for Jesus to ask us that question? You know, if Jesus asked you that question today, what do you desire? Are we ready to ask for something really big? You know, are we ready to say, I desire that coronavirus stops? I desire, you know, that I'm made well in this way or that you bring healing to this situation? Yeah, it's a good point for thought. So finally, what do you think we can do practically to grow in healing, to grow in faith surrounding healing and to be ready to accept when we don't see healing so i would say in terms of praying for healing the bible is very clear that jesus gave the disciples power to heal i mean it's very clear when jesus says to his disciples he summons his 12 disciples to himself and he gives them authority cast out any unclean spirits and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness so in terms of Um, praying for healing if you've received Jesus and you're saved there's nothing stopping you from going and trying praying for someone Jesus has given you that authority so I guess that gives me the confidence that I can go with expectation that's really encouraging and you know also praying for those we know and love something else practical we can do regarding healing is to learn more about it As I said, you advised that I read Chasing the Dragon by Jackie Pullinger, and that's got a lot in it about healing. Um, I've also just started a book by Heidi Baker about healing. There's lots of literature out there. So I'd really encourage people to learn more from those who perhaps have been praying about this for a long time, who have perhaps received special gifts from the Lord, just to encourage us in our own walks. Ultimately, I'd say they, you know, reading the Gospels is the most helpful thing I've ever done in terms of learning about healing and Jesus's life, just to read the Gospels and they're great stories. And he just heals everyone who he meets. Absolutely. There's something to be learned from every story of healing. There's always something new to see. And often listening to sermons on those things or going to commentaries and, you know, people have been thinking about healing for thousands of years and neither of us are in any way experts, but we're both disciples of Jesus. Just as whoever's listening to this, you're a disciple of Jesus and we have so much to learn. And so much to practice, as you said. Awesome. Well, I think that has been a fantastic run through healing. Hopefully we've all learned something and got something to take away. Wonder if we should just close in prayer. Father, thank you for the conversation we've had today. 
and thank you that you're a God who heals today and also your scripture you talk about healing and by your stripes we are healed and I just pray that today you bring healing to anyone listening and that you would encourage them in whichever situation they're in amen amen yeah father we thank you that you desire for us to be healed we thank you that you promise that one day we will see full healing of our bodies minds spirits relationships with one another our relationships with you and um we'll see healing of this world lord god would you draw near to each person who is suffering right now who's in a dark place who is doubting who hasn't received healing and give them peace about that we thank you that you have all power to heal us and um, would you be with all of those who are healing in their workplaces and in their ministries. Thank you for all you reveal to us. We ask these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me for this podcast today. I pray you've been inspired, encouraged and challenged. If so, please subscribe to the podcast and tune in next week for a brand new episode. Also, if you know anyone else who you think would find it useful, then please share this with friends, families and your church groups. Feel free to contact us with any topic ideas or if you feel inspired to come on as a guest. Most importantly, go out this week and shine like stars for the Lord. Bye.